igniting, inspiring, and evoking the fire within. Honestly, you have to learn to love yourself before you could love others. And what I mean by that is you should never feel criticized about the way you look or the way you act or the way you talk, the way you, the way you represent yourself. You should never let other people you know, bring you down. If you could just pray and have a connection with him, he will show you what it is to do and you'll feel great. You're listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Today, I have a former student on who's also a man of faith and author who advises today's youth. He is Matthew Duvern. Mateo, how are you today? What's going on, Profe Buyer? I'm, uh, I'll say this, and I've said it a lot in this podcast, but I truly believe it. I am better than I deserve, and I think you feel the same. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm blessed to be able to have this opportunity to come back to a former teacher, you know, from being a, a little bad kid, you know, bothering you in class <laughs> to, being able to be on your podcast and, you know, bring greatness and positivity. So I really appreciate this, Profit Buyer. You're selling yourself short, Matt. You, you, uh, as I told you, pre-interview, uh, high school is a place where uh, many go to mature. And you may not think of, uh, think of it this way, but you were in a lot of ways a very mature individual and in a very unique situation at Whippany Park High School during your time. And I enjoyed uh, our, our teacher-student relationship. And so it continues. Absolutely. So a, a few weeks back, I wanted to tell the listeners, I, I was checking my Instagram messages one night before I retired to bed, and I saw a couple from those I wasn't friends with yet, and one was was from Matt, and he said, hey, Prof, I, I've, I've got a new, a new book out. Would you be interested in reading it? And immediately, I, I went on and checked out the, this book, uh, uh, How a Boat Sinks for the Youth. And within a couple of days, I had it read. And I've told Matt this. I don't normally rifle through books. And yes, I'm biased toward Matt as a, as a student. And that's initially why I was interested. But he's so transparent in his book that I think for um, this generation and for generations to come, it is a very useful tool. And in his book, How a Boat Sinks for the Youth, Matt takes us on a totally unique but relatable odyssey and shares his experience with total his experiences with total transparency and he focuses on this and future generations. Matt, what can you tell us about how how the idea for the book came about? Um it's truly amazing honestly because you know as that young kid in his teenage phase we all go through what we love the most. And, you know, that's the college life, the, the, the fun life. And for me, um, you know, I went through the fun life and I just found myself falling into so many different stories. And I didn't realize it until after I, you know, I started becoming a better person. You know, I, um, I started hanging around positive people. I started, you know, going to church more and I, I, you know, interacted with a positive girl who brought positivity to my life. And from there, 
it all just happened. Like I thought of the idea of writing a book, putting down all my experiences. You know, I was telling family members and, you know, my, my girlfriend, these experiences. And it's just like, wow, I could really write some sort of, you know, book. And what makes it interesting is I, I wrote it so quick and it, it makes perfect sense. You know, the format of the book is in a way where teens will say, okay, I could probably read this because, you know, the format isn't crazy. You know, the words aren't, you know, long and the book is not long itself. It's what, 120 pages. A lot of kids don't like to read. So the idea was just amazing. And, you know, it really just came from a voice from God. And, you know, I'm happy that I listened and I was able to, you know, write this book of wisdom. And I'm happy that you put your, your wisdom, wisdom down on paper. I think that you um, started writing this years ago, maybe pre-high school without even knowing it. Um, exactly. But, uh, it's a, uh, it's amazing how things come together like that. When, when, like you said, when you get around um, good people, right? Good people, good, positive people. So um, early in the book, Matt, you take us through your early academic years. Who specifically has educated you in ways you never thought of? In my academic career, honestly. You, you can take it outside of your academic career, but mm -hmm. I think just early in the book, you focused on your, your, your high school years. But I, the, I guess the question is, is there anybody who's educated you in ways you, you never thought um, they would? Honestly speaking, it would definitely be um, the high school in general. It would be the high school that I went to and, of course, my family. And the reason why I say the high school I went to is because I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. You know, as a freshman, a black freshman, um, very small, not a lot of, you know, confidence in himself. Man, this was the scariest thing. You know, I don't see a lot of, you know, African-Americans in, in the school. And from there, I just knew things would be somewhat interesting. Let's say that. And, you know, I learned a lot of different things, you know, being this this quiet but funny kid, I was very observant to things. You know, I was always wanting to interact and learn. And, you know, the one of the ways that I learn is I learn quietly. And, you know, once I have what I learn, I'll I'll have confidence in saying it. And then of course my family, um, you know, my mother has always been there for me. Um, my father's been there for me, teach me, you know, how to be a man, but mainly my mother for being patient with me and always putting into my mind that I was going to be great. And, you know, all the times that she would say, listen, Matt, you're going to be great. You're going to be successful. You know, sometimes I didn't listen, but then it all makes sense as we get older. And I, I feel that we spoke into existence. So I thank God for that. Those two years eventually worked. Eventually, Absolutely. eventually. Took. I think uh, of anybody in the book that's been referenced, I think your, your mom was referenced the most. I can recall uh, you and I collaborating on a poem in, in uh, during your high school years called, called Mom. And you explained the, uh, why, why don't you explain the story of, of you being in the womb and uh, uh, what happened? Wow, Profe. Wow. I just... I just got the chills, really, honestly, because what's funny is this poem that 
me and you collabed on, I I didn't really remember if that makes sense. Of course, it makes sense. But, you know, I didn't visualize it as well as I'm visualizing it now. And, you know, it's coming to me that we did write a poem about my mother, you know, and, um, you know, that poem was just me in her room and, you know, we got involved in the car crash. And from there, it's just like, if you survive something like that, there's got to be a purpose in your life. And, you know, especially on my mom's side, you know, she's carrying the kid and she's driving, you know, and boom, an accident. That's that's traumatizing. And that's takes a very brave and strong woman. So, um, yeah, that poem, we started that poem at a young age, too. I didn't realize that I would be able to. I think you were 15, sophomore year of high school, I believe. Unbelievable. I would love I would love a copy of it as soon as we're done so I could, you know, read it again and maybe even write another book about it. Really. How about, how about <laughs> it was for and I from what I recall, it was for Mother's Day and mm -hmm. it was for church that Sunday. And you were going to read it uh, uh, at church uh, during wow. the service, I believe, from from, mm -hmm. what, from what I can call. Yep. So there it's good. It's called Mom. You can you can change the title. You you have full uh, copyright for that. Okay. okay. Um, it might upset your brother Dudley. Uh, might not be uh, the way way things are uh, going in the music biz. But I, I'm giving it to you and letting you uh, spread it out to the world. Appreciate that. Absolutely, Matt. Define self love and and what do you feel are the biggest threats to self love in in today's society? Oh wow. Um, self-love is self-explanatory, really, honestly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, you have to learn to love yourself before you could love others. And what I mean by that is you should never feel criticized about the way you look or the way you act or the way you talk, the way you, the way you represent yourself. You should never let other people, you know, bring you down because at the end of the day, God created us all to be different. God has a different plan for everyone's life. And God's not going to make us all the same. You know, that would be no fun, really. So everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different testimony. Everyone has a different life, really. And self-love is loving yourself before you could go and put love into, you know, other people. And that's even hard to begin with because you don't know who to trust. You know, you don't know who to trust in this world to be able to, you know, love someone that's just telling you they love you by words. Love is action. Okay. Love is action. And if you're just listening to someone say, I love the way you look all the time, there's a story behind it. You should always love the way you look. You should always love the way you sound. You should always love yourself before others. And, um, Ways to get around people like that is just having self-confidence, waking up and saying, I, I know I'm this guy. I know I look the way I look and I look amazing. I know that, you know, my appearance, my everything will bring me somewhere in this in this world. And I'm not going to listen to some Instagram fan or some Instagram girl. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's self-love for you. And it's very important to have as young people, old people everyone really 
Well put. There's a there's a great TED talk. Her name's Amy Cuddy, and she talks about the the, the power of posture and how your body, you know, standing up straight, chin up, can can change your uh, change your mind, and your mind can change your belief, and your belief can change your outcomes. And I think you really encapsulated that right there. Outstanding. Absolutely. Matt, explain the word clout and why you included it in your book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Clout. As it's said in the book, it's, oh, man, clout is just, clout really honestly is just a term. It's a new term that us young folks, you know, found ourselves saying, oh, I got clout. (laughs) But really uh, a broken down definition of clout, you know, for our old heads <laughs> is just fitting in, fitting in really, you know, fitting in, trying to fit in and um, be this cool, popular, popular person. And, you know, clout could bring you a long way, really honestly in this world, you know, clout, you, you have to have a certain way of seeing things and living and doing things really such as, you know, partying and, the swag that everyone wears now, you know, the new clothing, new shoes, that's all a part of clout. And um, it's not good. Yeah, it's 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 a phase that us people go through. And once we get out of this stage and phase, um, we'll realize how how dumb we looked and how dumb clout is. Um, but, yeah, that's clout for you. Just trying to be this person that you're really not. My, and I guess for us older folk, it's a being, <laughs> being hip, you know, or in, in earlier days, I know a student used the phrase hype beast. Um, so it makes me think of, the, of those phrases. But again, we've talked earlier on with, before the interview, um, you know, if, if someone, most of us c- can look back at our earlier years and say, hmm, uh, that's not me anymore. So yeah. I think we can include both of us in that. Yes, absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Now we're going to play a game called what, which, and where. So I'm going to read a quote. could be from a song, from a book. And you tell me from where it came. Are you oh, ready? I am scared, but ready. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Nerves are good. Means It means you're alive. So here's quote number one in what, which, and where. So now tell me what you know about love and I got what you need. That is Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke. So tell us a little bit about Pop Smoke. And he's a recording artist who, um, rest in peace, is is deceased from from what I know. But um, his his spirit lives on in this world. What kind of impact has Pop Smoke had on your life? You know what? Honestly, if you you see it from my point of eye, the song alone, What Do You Know About Love? It's a great song, really. Um, Besides, you know, all the explicit content. But, you know. The song is a good song. And, you know, every song that you listen to has a meaning. It has a meaning. And, you know, the meaning behind this song is, first of all, to to bring back, you know, some history. This song was already made. You know, this song was, I believe, Tamaya and Fabulous. So Into You, they took the song and the lyrics and the beat. And, you know, he made that song. But the song is what do you know about love you know i got what you need it's just bringing a sort of confidence i love it it's like 
know. You could trust me. I'll show you what love is. You don't know what it is until you you meet me. <laughs> so it's a very it's a very strong song, and um, you know some some people don't know what love is, and love is very powerful. Out of three things, faith, hope, and love, love is the most powerful of them all. So um, pop smoke, rest in peace. Gone too early, but um, great song. I, I concur, and I think you 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 talked about what what love is, and he's talking about it in the song. It's it's you love isn't you're not just saying it, but you're doing it. It's in what you do for other people. For so sure. weirdly, I don't know. It's going to sound weird, but pop smoke in that line is being boastingly unselfish mm -hmm. in, in that line. So there it is, pop smoke. So now tell me about tell me what you know about love, and I got what you need. All right, you're one for one. Are you? <laughs> Ready, ready for yeah. number two? I'm scared, but I'm ready. <laughs> Here we go. As humans, we are all insecure, but the more secure, admit to it. Mm. As humans, we're more insecure. We are all insecure, but the more secure, admit to it. Hmm. It sounds like me, but... I'd say it sounds like a lot of people. I that was I, I set you up there. I, I I heard it at a wedding in um, in 2011, and I thought, you know what? I I don't remember the pastor's name, but I I figured it would be good to bring into this podcast. So absolutely, um, if you could admit to that, you said it. I'll admit to that that I'm insecure in a lot of ways. So uh, so I guess I said it. So we said it. Yes, um, sir. So where does insecurity come from? Oh man insecurity comes from you know honestly we're all born with insecurity i believe you know there's going to be something that we're insecure about you know we're not a perfect image we're not perfect people there's going to be something that you're just so insecure about you know it's something that we're we're, we're born with and if you're not born with it well then cool you know you're you're perfect but that alone being perfect is not fun at all. You know, it's not fun. Be Where different. do you have to go? You have nowhere to go. Oh, man, you, you just look like a loser, really. <laughs> <laughs> but insecurity, it, it definitely comes within yourself and it comes from the world. Because with the world recognizing what you're insecure about, they could use that against you, man. They could, they could hurt you. And it's, it's terrible that we live in this world where you can be honest about something and you'll meet two, three people come and gather up on you. And it's like, yeah, he, he hates the way he, he, his hairline looks or something, you know, like, okay, thanks for telling me. Now you go home and you feel hurt. That's all you but think. They don't know that. that. That's all they you don't know that. that. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. They, they don't know that you know, some words could hurt you. There's a great, and I, I believe I showed this in, in your class. If you remember uh, way, way back as a, a student of mine, I showed you a video of Nick Vujicic speaking. He's the no arms, no legs, no worries. Yep, yep. Talks about in that speech out in Cal high school in California, it, it's not hard to tease somebody. You can mm -hmm. tease somebody about anything, but the act of doing that is like, um, 
pulling around a matchbox car when you're sitting in a Mercedes Benz. It's just not mm-hmm. hard to do. You're not showing your, your, your toughness. Um, Terrible. Yeah, just it, it's, it's an interesting question that I get a lot of perspectives on, and I appreciate that, Mateo. Absolutely. Let's go on to this. Now, um, we know all heroes don't wear a cape, but if you had the opportunity right now to take a, an hour car ride with one of the following two people, who would it be and why? Would it be Pop Smoke or would it be your mom? And I realize Pop Smoke is in body no longer with us, but if you were, would it be Pop Smoke or would it be your mom? As in like <clears throat> a car ride? Take a car ride. You want to take a car ride, share some wisdom for an hour. Does it have to, would it be Pop Smoke or my mom or could it be someone else? I will let you choose someone else if you have someone else in mind right now. It's never happened on this podcast, but if you want to choose somebody else right now, you may do that. I feel I would want to take a car ride with God. Mm. And what's because, the first question you would ask him? Oh, man. God, what is your your plans for me? <laughs> what is it that you want me to be? What is it that you have in store for me? Who is it that you want me to be with? You know, give me a, a vision of what my life is going to look like so that I may walk according to it the right way. You know, that that's one of the biggest, uh, that's actually a very amazing question that you asked me. You know, I would 100% say my mother, um, but I, I believe that if I was on a car ride with God, it would be more beneficial than if a car ride with my mom no offense you know i i love you mom but (laughs) you know i live with my mom and i feel like god has all the answers that i need and it would be amazing really matt do you realize it as a man of faith i mean you're a man of faith i'm a man of faith and do you realize he's he's there right now yes sir he's there right now so you can go right now get in your car and he's going to be right there and you can ask him all those questions absolutely I want you to go ahead and do that. <laughs> I want you to go ahead and do that. Hey, um, thank you for this. I got one one more question for you. And this is something, mm-hmm. uh, a statement that is coming from your book, something your mom has, has told you over and over again over the years. When you get older, Matthew, and I'm long gone, you're going to remember the things I taught you. Question, last question for you is, what advice do you have for people who feel like they have hit rock bottom? Oh, man, if you have a mother, all right, and this is no offense to the father, but it's just a relationship with a mother is just so much stronger than with a guy. You feel so much more comfortable speaking to your your mother, really, honestly. And advice, if if you feel like you've hit rock bottom, you need to talk to your mother. Um, She's the one who, who puts you on this earth she knows everything about you i i would hope and she has the answers if you just listen you know sometimes we're hard-headed and including myself i never liked listening to my mother i never still sometimes i don't like listening to her but at the end of the day everything that a mother says everything anything that a mother teaches you is for the better and it's for future references you know i was taught At a very young age, you know, I, I was always cleaning, always cleaning, 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 cleaning at the age of six, seven. 
you know, and it, it's brought me far. It's it's a trait that not only women will will love in a husband, but it's a trait for ourselves to to stay clean. And, you know, I've always um, learned that and took that to the heart till this day. But if you feel like you're hitting rock bottom, <clears throat> you know, talk to your mother. And of course, talk to the one who deserves all the credit, which is God. God has all the answers for your life. He will pick you up when you're at your lowest point. If you could just pray and have a connection with him, he will show you what it is to do and you'll feel great. You'll feel as if, you know, I feel like I want to, you know, just leave this world. And if God sees your heart and you pray to him, he'll, he'll change your life, you know, and it'll become a testimony more than, more than an experience. You share the, the testimony with everybody, but in reality, you know, the experience that you, you went through, you know, and, you know, it's funny um, because a lot of experiences that I may have went through that sometimes I felt that I was at rock bottom, I, I got picked up from those experiences. You know, my, my confidence rose up. My, my faith was there and it still is. So um, hang in there. You know, not everyone is this amazing person. Most importantly, a quote that I, I love to say is, you are not alone. You're not alone. It's not you versus the world. It's a million trillion other people in this world who go through 10 times worse than what you're going through, what I'm going through, you know? So you're not alone. And um, keep pushing. Keep praying. Communicate with your mother while she's here. Amen to that. Amen to that. And it goes back to, I made me think of what I call fail, fail forward moments. Things mm -hmm. happen at the time you think it's the worst thing that could have ever happened to you. But, but you look back and say, I learned a lot from that. I learned Absolutely. A lot. Fail forward moments with Matthew Duper. <laughs> Episode 59 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Hey, as we wrap up here, why don't you uh, plug your book? And if you want to share uh, how listeners can get in touch with you, please do that as well. All right. So here's the book, um, How a Boat Sinks. Very simple book, not too long, summary in the back. Um, I would love to share the summary, but I want to lift I want to leave you guys on a on a cliffhanger. But um how a boat Man. sinks. <laughs> how a boat sinks. Um, you can find it all over Amazon. And uh, my Instagram will be in the back of the book, but if you guys don't know the Instagram, it is Matthew Duvern. And, you know, that's it, Prof. That's Maddie Duvern. Spell your last name for the listeners. It is D-U-V-E-R-N-E. -E. First name is Matthew, spelled as in, in the Bible. And the, book, in, and the book is called How a Boat Sinks. For the youth. For the youth. For the I'm youth. Gonna, I'm going to uh, put promoting this podcast and this interview, uh, the picture is the cover of Matt's book. So you'll have that. And I'm, I'm going to post his um, Amazon author page along with the show notes for this episode. Matt, this has been outstanding. Thank you for your time and thank you for your space. Thank you, Profe. I really appreciate that. 
This will wrap up episode 59 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Matthew and I will talk at you all later. Take good care. Right. You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have.